Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Micah. Thank you. I could have hit the button, too, if you wanted me to. What's happening? Why are you not in the shot? I don't know. Why are you not at your mic? What's going on? I am at my microphone. I'm sitting in the same spot I've sat at for three and a half years. Is there no picture? Look at the computer. No. I don't know what's going on here. How about? Well, it's 302. What happened? To, like, you were here, like, feet up at 248. Yeah, Casey, what were you doing? Just Chateau Relaxo in the control room. Doing interviews with Ice Cube earlier in the day. <laughs> Got a nasty text message about that. Hey, there we go. I see the light on. Camera's good. My random question of the day, since this show is off to a blazing start, like it's on fire, uh, I just asked, why is soup so expensive? Where? Everywhere. I haven't noticed the price gouging with soup. Well, no, that's not an inflation thing. Okay. Soup is always expensive. Like, I go to, I went to Wawa, got chicken noodle soup, right? Chicken noodle soup is good for the soul, Brent. Yeah, it's, it's also low issues? calorie. Okay. Right? Or maybe you had a rash or something. No, nah, man, soup, soup's good. And so, anyway, look, look how big this soup is. This is a large soup. All right. right? So it's like a cup. A cup of soup. Even though they call it a large. It's, it's, it's fairly cup size. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be a lot bigger. <laughs> and so, but anyway... Five like eighty-five or something. I mean, that's expensive for a cup of water flavored. And I was stuff. like, why don't I just go get Campbell's soup from the store and pour it in the microwave? It'd certainly be cheaper. Yeah. Like dummy, <laughs> I just have soup every day. Yeah. But, are, are you is, a, but soup always is expensive anyway. Like I am a clam, as as Jascobi said, it's because you always get clam chowder. Well, that's not a that's like a meal. Yeah, that is in a liquid meal. form. But. Uh, Soup in restaurants is expensive, isn't it? I haven't noticed, to be honest. I'm not a soup, not guy. A soup guy. Nah, are you, you a stew guy? guy? I don't mind stew. I, I actually don't mind soup, but every time I start to have it for lunch, I feel like my grandfather because <laughs> like, I feel like he's always had his meal. It really <laughs> but is. I do love soup. Like, I really do. It's the meal for people who can't quite chew anymore, I think. Yeah. That's, <laughs> maybe I can't. Yeah. Uh, but a little minestrone never hurt nobody. I like a little minestrone. I was thinking of this, like, what's your favorite kind of soup? But I like a lot. Like, clam chowder is my favorite best. I can't really get with soup it. to me. You can't live in New England without liking clam chowder. Yeah. Like, but I, I like, uh, I mean, I like tomato soup. Tomato soup's good. Depends. Not too many people like tomato soup. I need I the uh, I need the dipping accessories with tomato yes, soup. Like the like a bread or toast. Cheeses. Yes. I'm into that, that I have here. Yeah, that's a great. great uh, in fact, the lady at the register yesterday said, you know what? I love uh, Cheez-Its in my tomato soup. <laughs> I was like, go. there you go. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Team bread. <laughs> do, do kids like soup? Casey? Casey meters off to a wonderful start. I can already <laughs> it's imagine. It's probably my fault. I had him so distracted before the show, Brent, um, not to derail the soup convo. I was talking about how I cry at dumb movies, oh. and he was just fascinated. He went through a list of 
70 different movies I've never seen to ask me if I've cried at them. <laughs> but unfortunately, it also meant that no work for the show got done. We so. literally talked to Ice Cube and did nothing else. <laughs> nothing. You've been here since noon. I've been here since before noon. Meanwhile, I, I spent the last two hours trying to get you paid more. Oh, so you're welcome. Someone's going to work. There you go. How'd you do? Uh, pretty poorly. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I don't know. We'll pretty see. poorly. You never know yeah. how it's going to work out. Like, I, I've come, I drove into work today, drove in the parking lot. I'm like, I'm like a full-fledged sales guy. That is what you said when you walked in. That's what I said to you. I'm like, it just hit me. Like, I'm a sales guy. Yeah. Uh, no, don't like soup. Just a I'm trying to let this register that I'm a sales guy. Okay. Like too much. Like, you know how many like texts and phone calls and everything I made today from a sales world are only you, standpoint? Are you unhappy with the way it's developed? <sighs> I don't know. Like I just never like fashioned myself as a sales guy. No, of course not. You've been talking sports your whole career. Like it's an interesting challenge. But I also I, I guess I'm glad like I don't have to hit sales numbers like under the pressure they would. It would feel different. And man, I mean, my wife used to be in this organization, but certainly in a few organizations for sales. It, you know, I talked a lot about uh, maybe off the air with Casey and sometimes with you about this is really a what have you done for me business? Yeah. What have you done for me lately business? Yeah. Like, great. I'm so glad you're good at what you do. What were your ratings last month? <laughs> yeah. uh, sales is even worse than that. I know. I mean, it's like and if the you're better not you do, the bigger they put the benchmarks. Oh, yeah. Well, right? that's, that's what it is, right? You push when things are going well, and then you kind of support when things aren't. But Yeah, so I'm not under that kind of pressure, mm -hmm. which is kind of nice. Yeah. Like, I, oh, that wouldn't be fun. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of gravy, whatever we do, but we, it's part of, like, what makes the business work. Sure. But I kind of, like, I don't look at it as sales, like, when I'm doing it. I kind of look at relationships and kind of learning a little bit more about the business and stuff. But I did, it did hit me today, like, okay, I made, like, 12 technically, like, sales calls today. Yeah. That's a lot more than most sales people are making. <laughs> yeah, people downstairs on the verge of getting thrown out of the building because they, they can't make three. Well, not only that, but, like, get the radio going. I got the Dream 18 golf tournament we got coming up and always trying to raise some extra dollars for charities mm -hmm. and, and work that angle, too. So, then um, we have some great, obviously, uh, loyal partners over the years in, in both aspects. Uh, but thankfully for TV, I don't have to sell anything on the TV yet. <laughs> Give a couple of months. But I'm highly involved with the sales part of Once that. you get, like... Hall of Fame at radio sales. Suddenly, you just dip your toe at TV sales. You turn that income <laughs> yeah. up a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to be in the Hall Come of Fame. Come to King of, of Jacksonville. You can open up some used car lots. I don't. <laughs> some sausage factories. <laughs> Brent uh, Martin, though, he's the sausage king of Jacksonville. Yeah, would be he, really uh, he really is. He really is. He's out here loving soup three meals a day, living the high life. Uh, Casey, you're not a soup guy? No, Amanda's actually eating soup right now. Hey, Amanda. Toast to you, Amanda. <laughs> toast to soup. Chicken yeah. noodle for me. What's, what are you having, Amanda? Uh, I think chicken noodle. All right. Chicken noodle. See, you know what? Here's what I do. So chicken noodle, I get this whole thing for 200 calories. I was going to get the it's corn chowder one at Wawa, mm -hmm. but it was like 500 calories. When I was so I'm trying, like, I'm going with the 200 calorie one. Yeah, when I was trying to lose weight, it would be uh, Panera French onion for me. French onions. You should have seen what we had for lunch. Look at this sub, bro. Look how big this thing was. <laughs> Casey got a 17-foot sub from Jimmy John's today. <laughs> Come on. This thing came in a, in a semi-truck. It pulled up in the parking lot. Why won't it focus? How can you get that big a sub at Jimmy John's? There are a couple of choices. It's like shorty, Man. medium, and yeah, right, you're not eating this. And he, and he chose a double there XL version of Look that. Look at that thing. You can't see it. Gosh. Just give up. That's, that's good that you got a big sub. All is right. it good? Because my bank account wasn't happy about so, it. So you like variety of soup is what we're getting at. Well, I like some soups, not most soups, and I really am weary of the chowders. Chowders freak me out a little bit. Really? Because it looks like a rough night at the bars. Yeah, it could be, but I like chowder so much. Chowder. This is propaganda. So good. Um, 
but it is no place like home when it comes to chowder. Sure. So it's like a little bit of that that gets uh, to me as well. I, super salad when you get salad. a meal. So you're a salad Only guy? Only because I want to fill up. regular. I'll do Caesar with a different dressing. I don't mm. like Caesar dressing. I'm not a sardines guy, but I like salad because I'm a sweets guy. So I'm going to get dessert. So like I got to so feel better. I got to moderate. No, I got to moderate the meal, but I'm hungry. I got to eat something. It's going to be like leaves instead of filling up on liquid. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So it's, it's not really about being healthy. It's more no. about saving room. Strategic. Yes. <laughs> Trying to leave, leave room for the stuff that'll kill me. Because the crazy thing is like low calorie chicken noodle, but high in sodium, right? Is sodium yeah, not good get, for you? No, you get bloated. You retain all that water. No, see. Are you going to ask me if I'm a salad guy? Drink water. <laughs> there you That's go. It. Now you're going to hold all that weight. Well, we got Celsius over here for later. Uh, yeah, what? What are you, super Oh, you're a salad guy. You said you didn't eat soup. Why would I have to ask the follow-up question? <laughs> I just thought you'd have some joke like he doesn't eat salad. Well, he doesn't, oh. but that's fine. I do. You probably do. Yeah. You eat whatever's in front of you. <laughs> you eat soup. No, there's no no crunch with soup. Mm. Can be. Chew. Beer can be. I like a... Hey, uh, yesterday it was chicken and wild rice soup from Publix. Now, wild rice is very misleading because you hear that and you go, oh, this sounds like an exciting meal. There's nothing exciting about chicken no. and wild rice. A little grainy. Yeah. All right, let's talk some sports. sports. What do you say? Oh, you want to talk more wild rice? Yeah. <laughs> we got at least just, three more I hours. Have, I have these random thoughts sometimes, and that was my random thoughts. Like, All boy, right. it seems like soup is kind of an expensive product. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. Uh, I feel like everything's expensive, but according to you, this isn't an inflation thing. It's not an inflation thing. Yeah. No. Right. Like, I mean, maybe it's like 60 cents more. All right. Like I, I mean, it's mostly water. I don't understand how it could be inflation. Is inflation even a thing anymore now that gas is down to like 340? Oh, you better believe it's a thing. <laughs> is it still a thing? Oh, holy smokes, it's a thing. Okay. I mean, my Publix bill is over 300 bucks. It's like a week worth of food. Wow. Normally is what? I mean, probably around 250, a little less. Yeah. Maybe so you didn't go BOGO enough. I mean, I'm not the one doing any of it, so I wouldn't know. Fred <laughs> <laughs> Martino, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. Two out of the three of us super experts. Come on. <laughs> Connoisseurs. <laughs> critics. The other one just likes a crunch. Salad. Uh, soup's not good, bro. Garden salad or Caesar salad. Caesar, bro. Come there on. you go. Come on. I'm not eating tomatoes and crap. <laughs> Come on. Um, what do we got? Jags off today. It's James Robinson's birthday. Man. Happy, Happy cool. birthday, James Happy Robinson. Happy birthday, James. But it jogged my memory a little bit. We're going to get into this. Not right this moment. But think about this. Think about this out there. Like, how good is James Robinson going to be, not only this year, but as a Jaguars running back in the history of the franchise? When you think of the history of the franchise, you obviously think of Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones, true. And then there are others, like, uh, heck, you go all the way back to Natron Means, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, James Stewart, to most recently Leonard Fournette. Greg Jones, he was a fullback, but, yeah, he, was, but, uh, but he was a guy. But he's not going to pile up numbers, you know. Greg okay. Jones, obviously a favorite, and uh, but I, I wouldn't put him in the category of piling up running back numbers because my thought on James is how quickly, how soon, and we'll take a look at this, can he become like one of the best running backs in franchise history? Like, what does that look like? Mm. Is he already on pace to be better than Leonard Fournette, who, by the way, was on pace to be pretty damn good if he had stayed in Jacksonville. Yeah, that was the thing, though. He only was here what, a couple of years. Wasn't here long enough. Yeah. So that's a little bit of food for thought. Soup for you. <laughs> here on a Tuesday edition of Action Sports Jacks. Trying too hard. On ESPN 6 Nights. That's what we do, man. We try. Uh, Roquan Smith wants to be traded. Another athlete standing up and saying, I've had it. Get me out of the city. Don't want the organization. Isn't this like the greatest thing to do now as an athlete? Just demand what you want. I mean, why heck, not? even Kyler Murray, 
unfollowed social media channels and turned it into $46 million a yeah, year. Yeah, he got a and huge he deal. He hasn't done enough it. for that. Yeah. Debo did the same thing. Debo got a huge deal, too. Uh, so did Metcalf. Man. So Roquan Smith is saying, you guys are knuckleheads, and I want out. I think the moral of the story, Brent, is that you got to unfollow Action News. <laughs> <laughs> see what you can get worked out. <laughs> see if they notice. Yes. <laughs> uh, but... It's, it's pretty interesting. I think uh, Ryan Poles, the GM, uh, first of all, the criticism for Chicago, which is an interesting parallel to here in Jacksonville sure. because of the restart, the refresh, the, the bottom of the barrel nature of it, and the new quarterback. And there's a lot of thought that the Chicago Bears are not doing enough around Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, he probably feels that way, too. Yeah, and, and it, it looks that way. Again, I mean, like one, of the, practice video. one of the most underwhelming wide receiver rooms in the league right now. Yeah, so are they doing enough? And then you add this to it where Roquan Smith has been tremendous for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's he seems good football player. Now, I, I think uh, Clay Harbor actually put out some like pro football focus numbers. So if you believe in that, it might not be as good as, like, you think Roquan Smith is, and maybe that's what Chicago's kind of leaning maybe, on a little. Maybe, which is interesting. But I, I guess quick, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But there's no reason to believe the Jags would, ever, would, yeah, they can get better football players. You need more good football players. Sure. They just invested a first round pick, a third round pick, and 15 million a year in their linebackers. Yeah, spot. they've essentially like, got their four starters. They, they're you know. not. Yeah, and then by the way, if you want to add like Trayvon Walker's technically a linebacker mm -hmm. in the system, and so is Josh Allen. Yeah, but I, I think a line, I think of those guys as pass rushers. I think of Devin Lloyd and Muma, and, and of course Lewican as the uh, linebackers. The Jags don't need to visit the idea and get in the game of this. Like I understand you want good football players. I understand why there would be a draw to that. But not now, not given the nature of it. It'd make no sense. Yeah, and the trade itself is going to cost. It's not like you're getting Roquan Smith for free. You're going to have to give up some assets there. So, like, are the Jags, I mean, clearly, you're not going to give up some of your future for, for a position you think you're pretty stacked in. Yeah, and, and who knows if they're really stacked in it, but they got to find out. Oh, we're going to learn today. They well, made not their today, bed. This year. Um, I almost wonder that, like, is there a blockbuster name, like, out there for. It's, you know, we saw Roquan Smith coming. Mm -hmm. You know, like, wow, that, that's an availability. Is it a, an offensive lineman? Is it um, now tight end-wise? They got Ingram. They got Arnold. They got guys there. I just don't even know if there's a spot, maybe a defensive tackle, maybe a stud defensive tackle Maybe is where uh, the Jags could potentially maybe looking for more play in someone. Secondary depth if that's available out there. Uh, but Roquan Smith isn't coming to Jacksonville. It just wouldn't make any sense. Uh, the other big story today, Serena Williams. Giant, yeah. About to say goodbye to tennis, which I felt like was already in place. Yeah, because we hadn't seen her for a while, and then she came back. I think it was for the Open and uh, was bounced, I think, in the first round. But interesting way to announce it in that Vogue letter. Uh, I guess it's, I mean, par or not for her, but for today's athlete. I mean, that's what, well, sure, you know, going to a big spot, media you know? entity, yeah, but like Vogue, when I hear Vogue, I think media of yesteryear. Oh, is it? Well, that's just my thought. It's like, not in Vogue? I don't know. Like, it's a magazine brand that went digital, right? So, like, I can't think off the top of my head of too many magazine brands that went digital that, that are still killing it, really. Like, um, what are good magazine brands? Like, GQ? Yeah, like... Um, or is that still... Is that a That's a thing, or? yeah. National Geographic is still a thing. Okay. You know, um, uh, Popular Mechanic, that, it's still a thing, but like... Popular Mechanic. Like, these are magazines <laughs> from, like, the 80s and 90s. But I don't are know. they online and doing well? Well, they're online, but, like, you don't hear about... Are your Did your kids engage with them? No. Mine don't. 
You know, I just, I just think just, it's a, Are they still in grocery stores, like, when you go check out? I wouldn't know. I haven't that's, I guess that's the point, that's right? probably the barometer, I haven't looked right? at a magazine in, in years. That's I, where you would look at magazines. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing a, a funny ad at one of these content conferences, and it, it was, uh, like, a, I don't know if it was a fake focus group or a real focus group, but the guy gives a little kid a magazine. Magazine's got an ad on it, and at the bottom of the ad are the uh, icons for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So the kid is looking at this piece of paper, this little five, six-year-old kid, and he's trying to press the icons at the bottom <laughs> of the page. And he looks at the guy and goes, it's broken, and he hands it back to him. That's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, that's the magazine industry. Like, yeah, sorry, guys. What's worse, the magazine industry or the newspaper industry? I mean, I imagine newspapers were less popular than magazines on the way down, but I think they'll last longer. Newspapers still offer a service, you know, investigative journalism and that kind of thing. Magazines... I don't know. Like, I, I think of brands like Sports Illustrated. I had a subscription to Sports Illustrated from, like, 8 years old yeah, yeah. to 20 years old. Yeah, you used to get a free hat, too. And, uh, lots of free things. You get a phone. Yeah. You get a swimsuit <laughs> issue. It was great. But I haven't thought about Sports Illustrated in, you know, more than a decade. I, I read the website sometimes when I get a link, but I'm not going there to look for stuff. Okay, so ESPN, the magazine's not around anymore, is it? I don't think so. But don't they do a body issue still? Somehow tied to ESPN? Yeah, I mean, you can put out a one, one-off. So I, don't think they, is, I don't think they put out a regular, like, weekly. Maybe it's called a calendar. <laughs> I used to like, uh, when ESPN, the magazine, came out, I kind of liked it. It was chock full of stuff. It was big. Yeah, it was big. It was just cool to have a competitor to Sports Illustrated, really. Yeah, and I was not the loyal Sports Illustrated guy. Now, Sports Illustrated was good, but I'd read it more when I was at the doctor's or dentist or Bathroom whatever. for me, yeah. Yeah, and so, but I didn't get it to the house is what I'm saying. I actually did, I think because it came with free something, uh, like ESPN, the magazine, I remember actually, like, getting. The other one that I really liked back in the day was the Sporting News. Because I was a baseball guy. They were really yeah, they were really baseball. baseball, yeah. They, and they used to do that those fantasy grades all the time. Yeah. It was a big, thick magazine. They had a lot of year. data stats in yes. there. Yeah. Uh, and I was a, kind of a numbers guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and I remember the writers. Like, I think Sporting News, David Kindred was the big writer for Sporting mm -hmm. News. Um, uh, what's his name? Riley uh, for Sports Illustrated. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why can't I remember Riley's first name? Why can't I remember Riley's first name? This is really bad right super now. Super famous. He's write that back page article <laughs> yeah, every week. He's still famous, um, but not right now. <laughs> not at this moment, as my mind blanks. By the way, uh, uh, the last issue of ESPN the magazine, Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Uh, the uh, ESPN the magazine last uh, issue was 2019. Okay, died, so died a fairly recent, quiet death. And, yeah. and well, smart by then before the pandemic. But they well, were probably put out. They've been going through their right sizing for years now. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, I have no idea how we got on this. Serena Magazine. Williams. Serena Williams. <laughs> in vogue. Not in vogue. Serena Williams, though, is... I, I think Serena Williams is fascinating because she fits in a discussion that I've had multiple times over the last handful of years about this generation of sports star. I'll expand on that and see if you guys agree when we come back on ESPN 690. Not ESPN, the magazine. Rofon Smith is probably correct if his if his belief is that hey if the Bears won't pay me what I want someone else there's someone else out there that would mm -hmm. I think he's probably right about that so it's a question of whether the Bears feel okay about you know granting his trade request or whether they would rather come up with the offer or rather that what they would tell him what you know the Browns told Kareem Hunt like yeah you may make a trade request but we don't have to honor it. 
Yeah, you don't have to honor it, but then you get disgruntled guy. And yep. how disgruntled will you get? Yep. So that's always the key with these things. And, and can you listen, Debo Samuel wanted out. They rectified it. They yeah, paid un, him a boatload. Un, until. Right? But so, that was always his deal, right? Like he like the rumors were that he was complaining about his usage and stuff, but he wanted the deal. That's what he was trying to secure. Like, I don't think uh, Roquan's trying to secure a deal here. I think he just doesn't want to be on a, a loser of a franchise. Well, and it said, listen, we've gone through this here in Jacksonville, and, and what does it say about the front office that people want out, and is that a thing? And I think eventually you find out, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, sure. It doesn't mean everybody doesn't want to play there. Right. But when you have some disgruntled people that want out, and this was a thing in Jacksonville, and that's why how Doug Peterson, how Trent Baalke, how Shad Khan, how they run this thing, and what is good business, and, and taking care of your players, and all this stuff, and that's why even the Performance Center has some value. That's why Urban actually did bring all that stuff into the facility, take care of the player. Like, even though the players at the end didn't like Urban Meyer, he got that to happen. Like, you didn't have to go get acupuncture, needling, cupping, all those things, and pay for it yourself off the campus of Jags headquarters. You could not, they rearrange inside the building, parts of that building, to make that happen internally. Uh, and I think cryotherapy the same way. And now that's why the Performance Center is eventually being built. For those things. So that's called taking care of your players. And, and Urban did understand that part. He did it in kind of a funny way, considering at the end of the day, nobody seemed to like him. I actually think franchises like Jacksonville have to do that more than everybody else, just because you're trying to recruit people here above and beyond the records you've got, the reputation, the poor reputation that's been built on behalf of the franchise. But I also get the sense, Brent, that you kind of hate when players dictate this kind of thing. Are you... Are you are you yeah. not into that? Like, what, at, at your core, what bothers you about it? Because I kind of love it. Yeah, I, I don't um, – it doesn't seem right because it – first of all, I like happiness. Okay. Okay? I'm not big like – everybody complains about jobs or workplaces or whatever, and they go through phases. And I thought it was just Casey. I didn't realize it was everybody. <laughs> Everybody's got it, right? <laughs> uh, to a degree. Like, some things bother you more than bothers other things. But I'm not a big fan of disgruntled employee all the time guy. Yeah. You know? And I really, from the outside looking, I think fans feel this way, too. They're like, listen, these guys get paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. A lot of money. Like, what do they have to be unhappy about? But if you really look deep, into it, I think there are situations. I think principal and Austin, you say this all the time. What the money says, like there are, it's bigger than money. It's not about how much you're making. They're going to end up probably a lot of these guys that are disgruntled with more money than they know what to do with anyway. But it's more about what it says, how they're treated, and that still means something. And to that degree, I appreciate that. Um, but I just feel like, hey, listen, you're getting paid by somebody for you to demand. I want to go across the street or somewhere else. Uh, you better have a damn good reason, it feels like. It just doesn't feel like an ordinary move uh, in in the structure of, of the world, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say it's right. It just feels out of place. And when the, when, the, uh, when the athlete gets power, and that's happened, that now is the athlete has power, I think it's even really hard for a fan because there's – I'm not sure if there's a fan in Jacksonville – that believes fully like Trevor Lawrence will play his entire career in Jacksonville. That's an interesting take on that. Because yeah. he could be great, and he could at some point pull Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, all the rest. Now, the organizations help pull that as well. Injuries in Peyton Manning's situation help do that too. But, I mean, if Tom Brady can't stay with the same team until the end of his career, 
then nobody's safe. All right, but what Russell if Russell Wilson just did it too? What if I go ahead and turn that mirror around at you and be like, "All right, then explain to me what the 49ers were doing with Joe Montana." Like franchises have been able to do this forever. Yeah. So like, why not? Why why can't the players take advantage? Well, and of by that? the way, I don't say why not. I just think it feels there's probably this old school mentality to me. Almost like replay in baseball that doesn't always sit well mm-hmm. because I kind of liked it the way it was. Yeah, and and I like Derek Jeter who stays with a team forever. It's it's, right? an, it's a nice story. Yeah, I like I don't like LeBron. I understand now free agency. Um, LeBron James is going to probably change teams. Okay, change teams. I don't like the fact that he's on three teams. Mm. I think that takes away a little bit. Um, in my mind, again, to today's kid, to today's fan, I don't think they care at all. And by the way, more power to the athlete. Good for them. Uh, I always liken athletes to to actors. And if an actor wants to go to a different movie or a different whatever, then they can do whatever the hell they want. So why should an athlete be any different? Uh, but I just think from a sports fandom standpoint, uh, you you – you're just not assured of keeping your great players and being a fan of that player for eternity. I was a Miami Dolphins fan as a kid, I thought. It turns out I was really a Dan Marino fan. Yeah. So if Marino had been traded in like 1995 somewhere else, I think I probably, in hindsight, would have followed Marino to whatever team then I would have stayed a Dolphins fan, even though all the colors of my room were full of Dolphins yeah, I was going to say, sometimes that fandom does transcend player to team. But to your point, I do think it makes it tougher for fan to be fan of player when player leaves their team or goes to a different team every two or three years. Certainly makes jersey sales harder, right? Like it, you, you want to be able to buy a jersey and have it be a relevant jersey. But if you're sitting here with like, you know, whomever you want to pick over the last 10 years that have been on this Jaguars team who's no longer with it. I mean, there's, you know, at least 100 of those guys. Yeah, it does make it tough. I just I'm looking at these guys going. They got a small window to make the money while the getting's good. You know, their bodies are only lasting for them, especially in the NFL, for, you know, three to ten years uh, for the most part, really less than ten years. Like, I'm all about it, man. Go get that money. The second part of that for me, especially with the NBA, more so than any other league, because really it's about your five starters and, and your three superstars on, inside that five starters. You're talking about a league, well, yeah, the owner. What does the owner give? The owner gives capital so that the team could be run, but the owner really doesn't have the capital to run the team without the superstars earning him that capital through ticket sales, merchandising, concessions, and parking, and all that stuff. So I'm looking at a guy like LeBron going, yeah, you better consult that guy when you're looking for the head coach. He makes your franchise right now. I'm looking at Kevin Durant going, he's asking the owner to fire the head coach and the GM, and 10 years ago, that would have sounded like mania. It would have sounded insane. And today I'm like, yeah, if you want to keep the 12-time All-Star who's one of the greatest of all time, you you might need to do that to your coach. Yeah, and listen, I, I'm mixed on that, too. Like, I think a little bit of that is stay in your lane. Just because LeBron James is a really good player and one of the greatest of all time doesn't make him a great player personnel guy. But you do need to keep people happy. Listen, on a very low level, I've thought about that in our business before. Like, hey, why don't I know about this? Yeah. Like, I'm heavily involved with this. Like, I think I helped make this run. Ex- yes. Not this. I'm just saying. Uh, in general, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, why did I know this was going to happen? Like, yes. why couldn't you at least inform me? So, and I'm no LeBron James, okay? Like, they don't really owe me anything and probably think you like that. You are not. But <laughs> you're right. I'm Michael freaking Jordan. <laughs> Take that, Brian Middleton. Take that. Uh, <laughs> and what? <laughs> so, uh, here, I want to give you two examples. Recently, and I asked this question about Trevor because I do think it's a real deal thing. Yes. Now, listen, we'll take 12 years of Trevor and be fine with it. Okay. But if, if Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady can find new teams, then I got news for you, folks. 
there's a really good chance even a great Trevor Lawrence will not be a lifetime Jaguar. That's likely. It's just the way sports are. the business, yeah. So I give you two examples that are interesting dynamics in this conversation, and then I will get to Serena Williams and that a little bit later now, but I like this. One is Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Jalen Ramsey, we had discussions for months about Jalen Ramsey when all that was going down. Huge story. And we could see the temperature change. Jalen Ramsey, people were mad at the organization. They were on Jalen's side. They knew how good Jalen was. They didn't want to lose Jalen. They also and didn't. Rightfully so. They also didn't love Coughlin at that point. Well, that's true, but they were more mad at Coughlin, the regime, shot everybody for how are we going to lose this guy? Yeah. I hear you. Get yours, Jalen. Whatever Jalen needs or, you know, anything. And Jalen, by the way, can be a bit of a polarizing player even to the fan base oh, at yeah, times. Sure. But I think the fan base was, now I'm talking Jags fan, right? They are locked in on Jags. Love the Jags for 25 years. And they're on Jalen's side of, like, a organization. Get it right. Well, as soon as Jalen leaves, they're screw you, Jalen. Right? Yeah. As soon as he leaves. And so those are the fa- those are Jags fans, man. If you're not with us, you're against us. Simply said. What, I fe- what feels interesting now is, like, a Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson goes to Seattle. He helps make Seattle. The glory days of Seattle happened in the last decade with Russell Wilson, who still has a lot of good football left in him. How do they feel now about Russell Wilson being in Denver? Okay, he's out of the conference, he's out of the division, he's out of all that stuff. A less messy breakup. It was less, but he still demanded it, essentially. He did, he did. And and, and I'm not saying he didn't, but there's a difference between, like, the Jalen Ramsey slash Kevin Durant demand and, like, the the way that... um, uh, that Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson did. And yeah. so but I don't know that, by the way. I don't know if Russell Wilson fans, like I can tell you this, Tom Brady has a ton of New England fans still, even though he's in Tampa. They're not mad at Tom. Well, he won that many championships. Well, of course. Of that yeah. was a different animal, right? Yeah. I don't think Indianapolis fan was ever mad at Peyton Manning. It was circumstantial, plus they ended up with luck for a while. All that worked out. Also, when they traded right. him, they thought the guy couldn't feel his hands anymore and he would be done. Different, but yeah. Russell's different. Russell has a lot of good football in him. Sure, too. he's got years. And So I don't know how they feel about this, and Russell was kind of the motivation behind it. Like Maybe the organization was doing some things that they didn't like and even the fan base could be critical of, but it's like, Russell, you don't want to be a part of us anymore? I face then I don't the franchise want your jersey too. anymore. Like, yeah. Now, I didn't see people burning his jersey. I don't think it happened. But... I think some, that's what happened with LeBron when he left for Miami, right? LeBron, hometown guy, you screw you, man. But two things that were different there. You're right. But number one, I think Cleveland's a different scenario than Seattle. A little more, uh, what is it, a blue collar, north of the Greystone. Yeah. yeah. But number two. And he was a hometown guy. Dude. Yes. But LeBron went on TV. Oh, uh, yeah. That to did notes in it. I think that really made but a lot of people angry. stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. he was, like, almost hated it. Was for riotous, it was riotous, yeah. Like, so it's really, so I added that LeBron situation. But that's like three really different situations when players get control. So I overall, I don't think the public likes that. I don't think the fan likes that because you're screwing with my team. Yeah. And you're a part of my team. Like, I don't think Kevin Durant is a popular figure in NBA in the NBA from a fan standpoint. Why? Because he goes from Oklahoma City and he picks the front-running Golden State Warriors. Then he goes and gets hurt a little bit, but he hasn't lived up to it. Now he wants out again. Like, what's there to like about Durant? Plus, he's always getting it into it with people on social media. He, he's, he just rubs people the wrong way. I don't yep. know if you can say exactly why. You appreciate his greatness. But who's going to put their arms around Kevin Durant when you don't know if he's even going to be on your team in two years? I also think it's hard to like guys who are constantly looking at you going, I deserve this. 
Even if well, they do. That's a good way to say it. Like, Durant has earned accolades. Like, he is one of the best players of all time in the NBA, but it still doesn't make it easier to swallow when he, he just gets to determine the future of the league like that. Again, like, I'm into him deciding his future, and I don't feel any sympathy whatsoever for ownership or even management in that scenario. Yes, for the fans, we don't really have a say in the matter, but we're here essentially, you know, for better or for worse, stuck with these teams we love. I mean, Jags fan, you know what I'm talking about. I certainly feel your pain as a Jets fan. You don't necessarily want to lose over and over and over for years, but you're still here. You still believe. And a lot of us, I think, find it hard to walk away. So to see an athlete do it so easily, I think, really does hurt some. Yeah, it's, it is a little bit like, what else do you want? Like, Russell Wilson, you want out of Seattle? I mean, they gave you, like, $300 million, and you won, and you're, like, a part of the community, and you want out? Like, why? Like, oh, well, they're not run that well. Okay, fan will be like, yeah, I get it. Like, if I'm not – I don't like my employee, then I want out, too. Well, right? You can relate a little bit to but that. that's what's going on these days. That and was the great resignation during the pandemic. You said something that's really interesting, and I, that's a buzz thing for me. Mm-hmm. But you say deserve and earn, and yeah. I think there's a massive difference between oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, I don't think – People deserve almost anything, you know. I mean, it's very few people deserve. Like, I think it's an earned thing. Um, and so I think you're right. When you think you are in a place, like, where you deserve this, like, I hate that in our own building sometimes. Mm-hmm. When people think they deserve such and such thing, yeah, right. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> I just yeah. don't think that's a thing. Like, I don't you. think you deserve things. Um, it, very few times. And so I think Kevin Durant does come off a little bit like, I'm freaking Kevin Durant, and I deserve to go win another championship wherever the hell I want to win rather than I want to go build this team because management sucks. Like, there's a difference there. There is, but it's not just a sports thing. It's in our business. It's in everyone's business. You know if you've ever walked into the boss's office looking for a raise or better hours or more favoritism or anything like that, it's about leverage, right? Do they need you? Do you need them? And who needs who more? Because that's who's winning that conversation. Yeah, Casey, I think you're interesting here because I see it in, I think, my kid and, and other kids now that I think people do are, I think the younger generation is more a fan of player than organization for the per, for the purposes we're saying. It's hard to fall in love with an organization, have your favorite player, and have them leave. All that's a messy divorce and emotionally. But I say that, Casey, and you're like a big Lightning fan. You're a big Rays. Rays fan, and you've, you've dealt with that a lot with the Rays. Yeah, them boys have sucked forever. But they swap these guys out on rotisserie constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's annoying. Like, I've, I've been there with the Rays. Like, Will Myers is my favorite player. They traded him. I thought it was stupid. I was very upset about it. But, like, you just can't leave. Now, the one – but to your point, Lightning, I'm rocking with them. Jags, rocking with them. Ray's rocking with him. NBA, I'm strictly player. Because it's, it's hard to be anything change. else. Yeah. Well, just like I never had a team. Okay, and like, I liked Carmelo Anthony, but yeah. I didn't really like the Knicks, you know? But, like, yeah, it's almost it's dangerous to fall in love with just a player. Yeah. And the team. And both. Like, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, everybody's got their favorite players. But, like, if you're a fan of David lot. Price, I mean, or you Carl weren't going to have him forever. Yeah. yeah. You may even have to follow him to one of your heated rivals. Heck, you heck literally now, did guys like Bonds and Clemens and Ben Attendee and Johnny Damon go to the Yankees. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. Ben Attendee. Do you believe I just put him in that I know. I was like, what is Ben Attendee doing here? And then you said Damon. <laughs> well, I was like, played oh. last night, so I saw it. I know we're trying to go to break, but just quit. Who hurt the most out of that group for you? We're definitely trying. It was Clemens. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690.
when we start talking about Jamar Chase being so driven to be even better than he already was in his rookie season, where he went for, what, over 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns, that is going to have a huge impact. We got a ghost in here. The lights are flickering. Is it bad weather out? No. That is not you, Casey. I thought we had solved the riddle. I thought it was you. Mm, nope. It was not me. I just spilled, like, this chicken noodle soup all down my... <laughs> I can't stress to the listeners how much of a disaster it is in here right now. The lights don't work. Brent is spilling on himself. We have no paper towels. Aaron's running around because he can't get the lights and camera to work. I'm tinkering. Meanwhile, I haven't transitioned the stream yet because I'm worried about what's going on. It's truly just a disaster in here yeah, right now. Well, I think you should probably transition the stream. It'll be entertaining. I don't get... I did it. I don't get through a meal without having at least three incidents with my clothing. Every meal. Really? It's like I am incapable, especially when it comes to soup now. Because soup's tough to eat sometimes. My wife doesn't like the, the noises. Slurpy. Oh, my I God. I just got a little yeah. slurpy there because the, the noodles were too big. But, like, I was reading about slurping, honestly, because it's, in, it's different for different cultures. Yeah. Right? Like, Asian cultures think it's a compliment. Oh, I really? Like, yeah, yeah, they think it's a compliment to the chef. It's so delicious. I want to savor all the flavor. I didn't know that. Yeah, but... I'm sitting here going, like, my wife thinks it's obnoxious. But people say they do it because soup is hot, and that's a way to cool it off. I do it because I'm trying to vacuum the thing into my mouth before it falls on my shirt or pants. <laughs> so I'm desperately trying to stay clean here. It's not really working out for me. All the, it's funny you say that because I don't think I'm a sloppy eater normally, yet in Canton on Sunday, I spilled a, a Diet Coke, fell right out of my hand, it fell, like, on my shoe. <laughs> and then we were driving to the airport, and... I spilled another one. Wow. Like, Same it was ride. like slipping out of my hands. I don't know what's going on here. It didn't have a lot, but it spilled like right down the crotch area. Yeah. Which and is so always dangerous. Then I sat for the whole flight home with Diet Coke. Well, also, you look like you, my pants. you went to the bathroom on yourself, which is it thoroughly did. I had black on, thankfully. It didn't, yeah, I, don't, I think it blended helps. in better. That helps. Helps hide it. So that happened to me. And now I'm spilling soup. I should be getting old. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Some moral of the story. Um, I did bring up Serena Williams earlier. You did. She's like the greatest of all time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, she's also getting some uh, some love for being one of the greatest athletes of all time. <laughs> like of any. Yeah, she's got to be in that conversation. Just you know, twenty year career at the top of her game. That's insanity. Okay, so this brings me to my conversation. I. I'm not a big fan of repeating myself, but this one will be a little bit repetitive if you've heard the show like okay. a lot. Okay. Uh, Casey, stop me if you've heard it before. Well, don't stop me because I'm going to continue. I think it's really cool that Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, and I think LeBron, even though he's not the greatest of all time as a top two guy. Okay. Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, like, I mean, find me a better trio in sports and accomplish what they did. Yeah. Right? Like, all those athletes I just named are seriously in the conversation, some debatable more than others, of greatest athletes in their sport and some greatest athletes of all time all in sports. any sport. Yeah. And we're living in it. Isn't that crazy? Like, we are living in that generation of athlete. Yeah. Like, stop and smell the roses a little bit. That, like we got to stop and appreciate that. Like, you're watching greatness. Forever I wanted to – I wish I could see Babe Ruth play. 
Secretariat run. Well, Otani plays Ted now. Williams. Pretty much better. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, Otani's a great example in this conversation. Uh, you know, Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, Bob Gibson. Like, I want it. I wish. Now, some people are old enough that they have or could have seen them. Not me. <laughs> right? But we are witnessing Definitely. those kind of athletes and players in those kind of conversations into this era. I actually think it's less majestic than that. Only because... That's because you don't have time on your side to appreciate it. <laughs> I'll just say sports science gaps a lot of that stuff. I mean, the way people condition, research their own bodies, hack their bodies, or look back at tape now. It's not just watching the tape. It's measuring inside of the tape. Like, there are so many different ways to prep and review that just people weren't able to do 30 years ago. I, I get it, but, like, so you're telling me, like, so Ted Williams would have been as good of a hitter? No, I think he would have been, like, a billion times better today. I, Guys like Pete Rose would have been a, a, an impossible out. A like, hell of a cheater. They were, <laughs> they were already impossible outs, but now it's like, forget about it. These guys would have hit 430. I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't know if I disagree. I think it's... But I can appreciate their greatness in the era they lived in, right? Like, by the way, I, didn't, I don't list Michael Jordan in this because he was done, like, in the... I'm talking about, like, this century, this, this era. Like, if you're a teenage kid, you are wa watching all of this yeah. unfold. Like, that's amazing. And I don't know that part. I can't do that. Like, I, I don't like comparing errors because I don't know. Like, I don't... Would they be better today or worse? It's not apples to oranges, but I think he would be significantly better. Worse. I think he would be skinny or in shape more so than he was. He would have better nutrition. I mean, he'd be getting the money that teams would want to protect that investment. Wouldn't be smoking cigars. I'm sure that shortened his career a bunch. Like, all that stuff would have been better for him. Who knows? He may have been on the roids with Bonds and all these other guys. Yeah, I mean, if Ted Williams, the greatest hitter of all time, could actually look at video yeah, and have trends. That's crazy. Like, I think he would be even better. Unstoppable. Tony Gwynn, by the way. Yes. Like, from a hitting standpoint. Oh, yeah. Now, you don't put him it. in, like, the athlete standpoint, but just because of his build. But that, by the way, is another guy you don't see anymore because of sports science. These fat, great athletes. Oh, that's true. Tony Gwynn, Very Kirby Puckett. Bartolo Colon. Colon, big sexy. <laughs> Specimen, that guy. Uh, like Sid Fernandez Jr., there's a big guy the other day. Is it the big who, who was, uh, was it the Twins? No. The twins. Well, the Mets just picked up Vogelbach, who uh, Casey. Oh, yeah, he's a big dude. He's What's on fire yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, he's hitting well. He's a tank, man. Yes. You don't see that body play in sports very much No, anymore. it's like the hefty offensive lineman look like that. No. Yeah. He was former Jag. But anyway, I, Serena Williams punctuates that conversation for me mm -hmm. because really she's might be the last of the like the great, great, great of all times that we see out of this era. Yeah. Out of this generation of athletes. Yeah. And I think you can make the case, and I think it's clear as day, this is the greatest generation of athlete we have ever seen. It's crazy how many great ones there are, yeah. And so maybe it is scientifically aided, but damn, man, you got to appreciate it. Like 100 years from now, they'll be talking about this generation of athletes. Oh, yeah. Still. Yes. Which is pretty cool. We'll be back. On ESPN 690, hopefully they'll be talking about the show 100 years from now. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.